Welcome to the Measure Success Podcast, where we feature top leaders on how they measure success in their business and life. Now, let's learn from their experiences. Carl J. Cox here. I'm the host of the Measure Success Podcast, where I talk with top leaders about effective strategies that inspire success. This episode is brought to you by 40 Strategy. 40 Strategy is built to make strategy actually work for small to medium-sized businesses by designing world-class strategic plans and help keeping them accountable to get it done. Go to 40strategy.com to learn more. Well, we like to have typically a shout-out during a show, and this is a special, interesting double shout-out because this is thank you to Tommy Breedlove, who is the best-selling author of Legendary, which is the book which I'm holding up right here. Great guy, great dude. Also happens to be a big Georgia Bulldog fan, and this is being recorded on the NCAA championship night where they're playing TCU. Well, my youngest daughter is now a commit to go to TCU. So I'm wearing my TCU shirt. Go Horn Frogs. We'll get to see this will not be released until several weeks after the national championship game. So we'll see what happens. Tommy, it should be fun either way. Most likely I will not be answering your phone calls or telling you about the Bulldogs winning the game. But anyways, we'll see what happens. And with that, we have our guest, J.M. Ryerson. He's a mindset and business coach, international speaker, and host of the Let's Go Win podcast. He's also a best-selling author of a book of the same name, Let's Go Win, and he has the Champions Daily Playbook. He has successfully built two companies and successfully exited them as well, which is not such an easy thing to do. And with that, JM, welcome to the Measure Success Podcast. Hey, thanks, Carl. Appreciate you having me, man. And definitely good luck to both you guys. It'll be interesting to see how TCU stacks up against Georgia, but it, it's, it's going to be a heck of a game to watch. Well, the one thing I, I I heard just last night is the two teams that have been favored by double digits in national championship games have both lost. Wow. Well, maybe they're reading their cut their press too early, brother. So there's a lot of speed on TCU. That's what I know. And those two receivers are huge. I think it's gonna be a, an interesting game, but it should be. George is a heck of a team. And so I I expect once again. We'll see, you know, odds are what the odds are. Vegas makes money for a reason. Once again, everyone who's listening to this, like the game's already happened, but you know, we'll, answer, we'll, we'll see what the results are and you can make fun of me one way or another or cheer it on, go the horn frogs when that happens. Well, Jim, tell us a little bit more. How the heck did you get into coaching? Why did you get into it? Tell us about your current business right now. Yeah. So how did I get into coaching? If you were to ask my mom, I told her a long time ago, I was going to get into coaching, but it was kind of that, uh, like a lot of us, it wasn't that direct linear path to what I do today. I built three companies in the financial service world. And if you were to ask me any questions in fi regarding finances, annuities, life insurance, dividends, mutual funds, I'm the last guy to ask. That wasn't what I was good at. I was actually pretty decent at building teams and leadership and performance. And as we were talking off air, I'm looking at the, the books behind you. I have an obsession with learning and sharing that information. And it just led me into coaching executives, athletes, teams. And I just love it, man. So that's what Let's Go Win has morphed into. It didn't I can't tell you that I started and I was like, all right, let's go. When is going to be this? I actually just started by writing a book for my kids. That's how the entire thing started, which was let's go win. And once that happened, somebody said, Hey, can you help my son lose weight? And I was like, sure. 
helped a kid lose 80 pounds. You know, I'm not a coach in terms of dietitian. I'm not a, a trainer, but it, these are habits, right? Next client, can you help this PGA golfer? And I was like, yeah, I could do that and help this guy that had missed 12 straight cuts. And now we made four out of the next five and he had a really good season the next year. And the whole point, Carl, is I just love working with people to help them live their best life. That's the entire idea. And coaching is my my way of doing that. So I hope that answers your question, but it's been a heck of a ride. And, and I absolutely love working with people on their dreams. When you were talking about that, one of the things that I appreciate what you said was here you had you had no background at all in being a weight loss coach. And you helped a kid lose 80 pounds. And you you were not, my understanding, a PGA professional golfer. And, and you helped a PGA professional golfer play a better game. Those are what I like to say is more than you were using principle-based principles and then applying those principles in a habitual form, right? So these individuals respectively could accomplish what they were doing better, right? Because if they're principle-based, you could apply it to anything. Like if we were just talking about financial industry type stuff, right? You're only going to be able to apply that most likely to the same industry. But if when it's a principle-based approach, you can apply it to nearly anything in the world. So I'm curious now to those, those key principles and let's go win. What are the, if you may, I know there's, there's a, there's a book to it. You know, we can't go through your entire book today in this podcast, but what are the two or three key principles in there that are transformational that you can apply to anywhere? Yeah, it, it's such a good question. And here's the good news. I'm a simple kid from Montana, man. So everything that I talk about is going to be really simple because that's the way my brain works. The, it really starts with asking yourself a couple of questions. So for instance, I'll give you the PGA golfer. The only thing I really did is I said, hey, why did you start playing golf? Well, I loved it. I said, are you loving it now? No, man, it sucks. Okay, well, maybe we should go have some fun. That was literally, if you wanted to boil it all down, asking this one question and getting him to just go enjoy himself on the course, that was all that it was. So asking yourself the question of why, same thing with the first client, why do you want to lose weight? He didn't even know why he was in my meeting with me for the first time. And it all came down to, actually, I want to feel good about myself. I want to help build this business. So by asking this question of why, now we can get some clarity on where we're going. Why is that important? The second thing that's really fundamental is taking care of yourself first. This is probably what I coach the most on. And it's such a simple idea. Making sure that you take care of your mind, your body, and your soul before anyone else that is probably the most important thing that I do when I coach people. Now, the crazy part, Carl, is I have Champions Daily Playbook, the second book. The whole idea is if you can do this for 90 days, you can accomplish whatever goal you want. And so that's all it is, is here, set a goal, do this for 90 days. And if you follow through, you'll hit it. And it's remarkable how easy it is and yet how challenging it is for somebody to do it for 90 straight days. And that's really all a coach is doing is asking you a different question, giving you some perspective. And then there's a level of accountability that goes, goes along with it. So I, that's the simplistic version of what I do. And 
the great news is if you can keep yourself accountable, you can accomplish pretty much anything you want. But having that accountability is is the tough piece for most folks. Okay, so you hit on an important part, which is that mind, body, and soul, right? And and there's always been distractions, but you can make an argument today. It's never been more, you know, there's so many different things that can that can get us off track every single day. And they talk about what you take. It needs 20, 21 different impressions in business and advertising for them to even be aware of your name. Mm-hmm. I, I remember going to trade shows. We would do one company I was with. We did over a hundred trade shows a year. We'd go to the same one every single year. They would literally would be using our microphone for every single one. And people would go, who are you? <laughs> okay. So it's this fascinating thing, right? Of where we think we, meaning us, the person, we think we've done everything we can to notify somebody, but it still hasn't been received nor planted nor understood right by the person who's doing it. So you have the mind, body, and soul, right? Which is that that's our vessel, if you may, to be able to perform action. What do we need to do to keep our mind, body, and soul in tune, operating at a great level so we can then actively get these things done on a 90-day basis, right? So we can actually have the confidence to every day perform. Yeah, you you mentioned the word, you said habitual, and it's so true. This is just a routine, right? And here's the great news. Everybody's routine will be slightly different, and there is not one size fits all. There's not one that's better than the other. It's really, and you have a book right over your shoulder, the compound effect. That's exactly what this is all about. Doing this again and again and again. It's Darren Hardy nailed it with this book because it's just replicating it and doing it again and again and again. So the the whole idea is like people ask for my morning routine and I'll stop them right there and be like, I don't think it's going to be for you because it's about two and a half hours every single morning for me to go through the process. That's pretty substantial. So what I actually coach on is just five minutes for the mind, five minutes for the body and five minutes for the soul, because anybody can really commit to 15 minutes a day to do that. And so to answer your question, for me, the, the easy way is reading 10 pages a day. Okay, we're sharpening our mind, we're, we're, we're exercising that part. The body, everybody's heard it enough. They know that they need to move. So my simple thing is just sweat daily. Just make sure you get a sweat. But that's more even for your mind than your body because all the endorphins are firing. And then lastly, this is the one that unfortunately doesn't get a lot of love. Taking care of that soul. For me, it's meditation, right? Meditation is a huge part of what I do every single day. It allows me to respond, not to react because... I want to show up as the best version of me. But if it's reading the Bible, if it's walking up a, a mountain, if it's going for a you know walk on the beach, whatever fills that soul bucket, because the whole idea is we are holistic human beings and the mind, body, soul, that is who we are. So feeding into that, making sure that you're spending just that moment and time for you, you so you can show up as the best employer, as the best employee, as the best dad, as the best husband, whatever hat you're wearing, but you can't do it if you're not taking care of yourself first. And so that's really the basis of, of my coaching is let's get your routine in check. So now our mindset can be as sharp as we want it to be. 
Because look, we're going to have a lot of negative stuff come at us. That's just the way the world works. So what are we doing to feed our mind? What are we doing to feed our body and feed our soul so that we can show up as our best? One of the biggest challenges of creating a habit is the when, right? When do we do these things? And and there's some people who say they're not morning people, right? And it's true. Actually, there's data behind this, right? So to to there's the whole I one of my favorite books is The Morning Miracle, right? And and the concept like getting up 5 a.m. doing, you know, and it's a, a fun story around that. And then there's other people like I don't wake up until nine at night. You know, what I mean, it, it's kind of being a little bit obnoxious for that statement, but they they have these huge differentiators. But in general, right, for the, I hate to say the average person, but for in general, how do you make sure that somebody creates a habit of doing it consistently, right? Because it's hard to hop around and, and do it in different periods of time because that habit will be broken. You won't be able to do it. How do you get, how do you help coach someone to say, I'm going to do it at an X period of time every day to make sure I get that working? Yeah, it's a great question. And actually, The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg hits on this so, so well. Setting yourself up to succeed is literally the key. So for instance, writing down, I'm going to take care of my mind, body and soul. That's the first thing that you need to do is write it down. Put it up in front of your bathroom mirrors where I like to put it because I'm going to look at it twice a day. And now I'm going to remind myself every single day, oh, this is front of mind. I need to take care of this because look, the, the car is going to have a flat tire. The dog's going to die. The pickup's going to break down. The country song's going to play. And we need to know life is going to throw stuff at us. That doesn't mean we don't take care of ourselves. So writing it down and looking at it at least twice a day is, is key number one. Because look, you're going to have mistakes. You're going to mess up. That's just part of being a human being. The Getting somebody to do it for 90 straight days, I don't know if I've ever had a client successfully not miss a day. And I mean that because I know they've told me that they've done it, but when we get into it, they miss. And, and here's the bigger thing. That's okay. Give yourself enough grace to say, look, I'm not perfect. I'm not looking for perfection. In fact, perfection will rob you of any, any success that you're having. We just want to create something that most of the time, 80 to 90% of the time, I'm hitting on all cylinders. So allowing yourself a little bit of grace is really important in that regard, Carl. And, and one of the things that I learned the hard way myself, I used to have meditate for 10 minutes a day as a goal. Okay. Now, if I didn't choose to have 10 minutes, I would just not meditate at all. Well, that's stupid, actually, if you think about it. So instead of doing something that's really beneficial to me, because I don't have 10 minutes, I'm just not going to do it at all. So what I changed that goal to is just meditate daily, which means now I could meditate for an hour, I could meditate for a minute. But the point is for me to just take that time for me. So giving myself that grace has allowed me to accomplish so many more things than Oh, I can't do that. Therefore, I'm just not going to do it at all. Love it. I love it. I love these concepts of, of how, and I really do appreciate your simplicity that you talked about it and having a bit of grace. I think that is super common here. This is going to be released in, in late February where most people would have already broken their new year's resolutions, but instead of getting back on the horse, so to speak, 
they'll they will they won't go back to the horse at all but you know they will not go back to their habits because like they broke it they they feel like they've oh we've broken we can't get it back to it and and there's no reason you can't stop tomorrow can't start tomorrow on anything you're doing you know there's no reason that january 1st has to be the day you start or march 1st or april 1st or whatever it might be now you've gone to this point where you have expanded your own, and I know it's not necessarily important what you're doing on a regular basis, but you found things over time that have been important for your own. You you've invested time in your own body and soul. That's been important to you. You found to be important, and I appreciate you saying that because I I, I for myself I have to. It's more than a half hour, you know. I, I don't for me I'm not too, and I, I'm not. The length of time that you have, but I definitely have a longer period of time. I can't, these 30 minute periods of 10, 10, and 10, it's like that actually doesn't work for me. I, I read more than that alone. So if I have to be 10 minutes of reading and I've already read for 15, that that by definition breaks that rule, right? That's set up. So help me understand from your perspective of what things you've expanded and why you've expanded it for yourself. In terms of my daily habit, is that what you're yes. asking? Yeah, yeah, but your daily habit, correct. Yeah, so I write a lot. I've found that the best form of therapy is a pen and a piece of paper because that paper has never said, Jam, you're brilliant. It's also never called me an idiot. It doesn't say anything. It just accepts my thoughts onto paper. So I spend a lot of my time just getting that stuff out. I call it a brain dump, right? Just dumping it onto the paper. I also tend to read more than most, you know, it's about 40 or so books a year, just because I enjoy it. I really love getting into an author's mind and saying, wow, that's such a different perspective. My workouts are, are substantial just because again, not even so much for the body. It's so important for my mind. When I work out, I just, I feel better. I operate better. And so that alone, those three things really take up a, a pretty good chunk of it. And then if my wife were listening or she were here, she would tell you, if you watch all the various supplements and all the various things that I take, it's a lot, but I'm, I'm in, I'm on a quest to see how good can I feel on a daily basis. And so it'll continue to evolve and change and adapt. Just like, you know, for instance, I was a college athlete and we used to work out a minimum of two plus hours a day. Well, I can't do that anymore. So the whole idea is I'm, I need to change that as life changes, as I had kids and I'm married, but I need to make sure that I at least do some of it. And so I hope that answers your question. But if you, if I were to go through my entire routine, it's, you're like, wow, how do you even remember that? I don't, because it's literally just a habit that I do every single day. Are you measuring your own success of that in some way, shape or form? So what I mean by that is, are, are you tracking to make sure that, you know, you have your book of, of the champions, you know, are you? playbook or notebook, are you tracking that yourself to make sure, and are you going back and saying, Hey, I, the past week or the past 30 days or the past 90 days, I've killed it. Or man, I, I missed five days because I was traveling or whatever. What do you do to help keeps track or measure your own success? If you may, with those programs. Yeah. So I, I write it all down in terms of my, my workouts. I know exactly how, and I consider a workout with a true sweat. That's like a real workout. The books I, I write down. And then of course I have so much 
of journaling, I can always look back. And if you read my journals, you, what you would find is if I miss a day or two, my mindset starts to become more negative. And that's when I know, oh, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't able to do my normal routine for two or three straight days. And you'll see it documented, but it always comes back to my mindset. You will watch how much more positive and inspired I feel when I'm doing these things versus eh, life's all right. You know, I'm kind of going off kilter here a little bit when I'm not doing it. So it's really, for me, it's all about writing it down. It makes it real. I love that because you are personally measuring, you can tell and feel based on your writings. Now I'm curious about, and once again, I don't need details and I don't think we we want to share necessarily details with your audience, but you talk about this tweaking of different things you're doing from supplements and different things that you're doing to help maximize your own personal performance to do what you want to do each day, to be the best you could be. When you go, how do you know, for example, and forgive me, you know this because you're doing, it sounds like you're doing this. Let's say you're taking 20 supplements and you add the 21st. How do you know, forgive me here, right? How do you know when the 21st has, has made that subtle little improvement or huge improvement, right? Versus the 20 others. Yeah, it's a, this is a great question. And I, my answer is going to be pretty ambiguous and vague because I don't know. I can only document how I'm feeling. So I believe we're, we're in control of two things. The, 100% we're in control of our attitude and we're in control of our activity. And the question I ask myself every single day, and it's in Champions Daily Playbook, is how was yours today? And I rate myself. How was my attitude today? Was I kind of a cynical jerk or was I somebody that was inspiring and uplifting and, and, and really showing up as the leader that I expect of myself? How was my ad? Did I write? I'm working on my next book. Did I write today? Did I do a podcast today? What did I do to really make the world a better place? And I'll just, I'll rate myself on it. So to, to boil it down, I don't know, man, because for instance, I did Bulletproof Coffee for a long time, and I've switched to a different tea oil thing but that I use in the morning, but I can't tell you why other than this powder that I'm using is easier. And so with the substantial thing that I do, I'm also trying to make my life more simple mm. and make it more user-friendly because, look, carrying around ghee butter and MCT oil that's not going to happen, but now I can take this powder everywhere I go. So it, it, that would also enter into the equation is the, the simplicity of, of use. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's good. No, I appreciate you're doing it. I think about that as well. Right. Because there is, if, if we can make that routine to a little less, so to speak, it could be valuable, especially in the preparation time, but there's something to just taking time where it's okay. So I go back to where I've felt pressure sometimes to keep my, my efforts or even as the 20, 20, 20, the, you know, the, the whole morning hour thing. Well, what, it, what if it's 70 minutes? Is that okay? And, and it's like, a, this is where I go back to, I agree with you. It should be personalized for yourself and be okay with that. As opposed to feeling like you have to go down to a certain period of time to make it work. I think the problem is that when it gets too long and you can't do it, right? You can't do it consistently because of 
once again, spouse, kids, travel, coaching, playing in sports, whatever it might be, right? There are these things that are holding us back from doing things on a regular basis. If I might really fast, and I know I don't, I totally derailed your question that you're going to, but I often get asked, are you a life coach? And I'm like, you know, if you added the word lifestyle, if it was a style, lifestyle, 100%, I'm a lifestyle coach. Because if it's too complex and it can't fit into your lifestyle, you're just not going to do it. And you're setting yourself up for failure every single time. So when people are asking me, especially like to lose weight, well, what about this diet or that diet? Look, I'm not a fan of diets. Whatever lifestyle that you're choosing, that I'm a fan of because that's repeatable. That's something that you will do on the daily. But if it's something where you're, I'm going to eat a thousand calories a day. Well, there's a shelf life to that. And unfortunately, it's not going to last long term. So again, we're going to have a win and then we're going to have a huge loss. And now we get on the roller coaster. So I'm curious to ask a bit, once again, forgiving your side, but perhaps also with your coaching, there's the morning routine, but then there's the rest of the day. Right. So, so you, you get through your routine, whether once again, it's 15 minutes, an hour or two and a half hours, you're, you're, we're going to do our vocation, whatever it is. Right. So in this case, you're doing coaching or you're helping with a business or helping some other part. What do you do through the day? Right. Because it's, it, you can have this value. You could kind of start off like a rocket ship and then you're, you get the flat tire or, you know, you get somebody yelling at you for, you know, cutting you in line at, at, at traffic or whatever it might be. And, and so how, what do you do? You bring yourself back, right. In a, in a day that gets, well, life happens. It's such a good, and today it happened. I literally, somebody walked in and I said, I can only handle so much more good news because it's just been just arrows and daggers getting thrown at me all day. When, when that happens, because why do I do my morning routine to begin with? This will answer the question. I do it so that I operate at my very best. So typically about two or three o'clock, people start to wean a little bit in terms of energy and they start to have that crash. Well, why wouldn't you? Take care of your mind, body, and soul again on a little level, because that's why I do it to be, to begin with. I meditate frequently through the day, especially when something really nasty happens or if, you know, the worst thing in life, I lost my dad this year, right? I meditated so much this year because I had a heck of a lot of emotions going on. I miss my dad. Well, it wasn't helping me, helping me show up as the best employee or employer and so I needed to take those times to say, all right, let's reset. Let's go ahead and write a little bit. And so constantly, Carl, through the day, you know, maybe I'm going to go for a walk just to get the body flowing again. Maybe I'm going to start meditating to get that right again. I'm going to read because I need another perspective. So that's what I, I'm constantly doing. Yes, my morning routine, but throughout the day, I'm also scattering it back in to get back to that level. First of all, once again, my my I had my dad pass the previous year, and my my sincerity to you, you know, that's obviously a difficult time to ever to go through. Going back to the the day to day routines, I I well I, I'm looking at my calendar. If I show my calendar today, it looks ridiculous. I have it completely blocked off every single minute, but but there's planned things to do during that period as well. 
do you try to schedule break, so to speak, or meditation, so to speak? Because that's where the challenge gets into, right? Like you think, oh, I've already done my two and a half hours. I'm good. And then I'm going to load in 10 hours of work straight back to back with a short lunch, which I'm going to eat at my desk, right? How do you get that? Do you have to schedule breaks? You know, what do you recommend? What do you, you know, when you're coaching your clients on a regular basis to get that energy back so you don't feel like you have to take a nap or a siesta, or maybe you should take a siesta at three in the afternoon? I'm a huge fan of naps. If you can do it a hundred percent, you need to check in is what I call it. Everybody operates differently. So for instance, I, today it's 440 and I haven't eaten lunch and I haven't even thought about it today. So did I schedule in the way I probably should have? No, but I also made sure that in between whatever meeting I'm getting up and going again. So it's a really important thing that you're talking about. And this time blocking idea for my wife, very type A. She 100% needs to go ahead and calendar that in because for her, if something is planned and it gets thrown out of whack, it really upsets the apple cart. Me, I'm pretty laid back. Like I'll go with the flow, go with the flow. So the answer to your question is yes, if you need that. If you know your personality is I'm just going to drive and rise and grind and grind and grind. Well, the problem is if you keep grinding, it's going to go away. It turns to dust. So you need to make sure to check in, but everybody is so different. And that's the beautiful thing about this. Check in with yourself and say, am I performing at my best from an attitude standpoint? Am I performing my best from an activity standpoint? If the answer is no, stop, get reset, find that trigger. For me, music is a huge one. If I want to get into a good mood immediately, I need more energy. I'm going to throw some music on and it just immediately gets me back. And so finding those triggers, good and bad, are really important so that we can quickly get back to that, that optimal flow level. Meditation is the, I almost feel like it's, it's, it's as unknown as the word what meditation is. And then I've, there's like a million definitions of meditation out there I've seen. For you, what does that mean? What does that mean? You know, what is meditation? Yeah, it's for me, it's I use mindfulness and meditation. They're like I use them almost the same. It's just being present. For me, it's just taking that time to just be present and be aware of my thoughts. It doesn't have me necessarily with my, you know, fingers up and a cross legged position. No, it's just stopping. And and often I do a a breath meditation that I use, but just stopping the thoughts for a moment and just being in that moment. Because, and this is Lao Tzu said it 2000 some odd years ago, I just changed it a little bit. Past is pain, future is anxiety, present is everything. Because the truth is I can't change what happened in the past, right? And it doesn't mean that everything in the past is painful, no. But if I'm thinking how great my life was in the past, what am I saying about my current state? I'm saying it's it sucks. And if I'm thinking about what's going on in the future, immediately anxious feelings. And here's the other thing. We're wrong every time. What's going to happen in the future? I've never met somebody that's psychic or clairvoyant. Never. And we waste so much energy on it. But this present moment, so you and I right now, I'm giving Carl and his audience everything I have. And I want to be there in the moment. When I get off and I'm to my next task, I'm going to give everything to that. And if we do that, 
it's amazing how much we're able to, to accomplish. It's amazing how fulfilling these interactions become if we're not worried about what happened in the past or what's coming up. So for me, it's, it's just staying in that present moment. You bring in this interesting point or aspect of we've been talking so much about, well, it's been your own personal, but then there's the, if you made the vocation and the work of what we're doing to accomplish to, to generate income so we can do whatever we want to do, pay for our mortgage, pay for our rent, go on vacations, et cetera. But then there's that coming home, right? If you may, whether you're working from home or not, it's, it's stepping in and being present with your loved ones. How do you, you know, I think what's common, it happens for me often is I've, I've spent, right. I'm spent and I come home and I'm sometimes a zombie, you know, my wife will tell you that, you know, it's like this, I think this joke she read the other day, it's something effective. I love it when I tell my husband for the second time, when he's surprised about what I'm telling him I'm going to do. (laughs) (laughs) So so how, how do you how do you recreate that mindset again, right? To give it your all, get back to giving your all and not be done, right? Because I think that's so common for us is that we think we fulfilled what we're getting paid to do and we forget who we're supposed to be present with who we love. Brother, this is one of the best questions I've ever had. And I mean that sincerely. And here's why. We all lose perspective as human beings. And I don't like it. I don't know why it is that way. And so in my daily reminders, I have keep perspective. And I says Dick Fong, which is my brother-in-law that passed away and my dad. Okay. Why is perspective? Well, if I am going to spend time with my kids right now. Okay. And I'm tired because I had a long day. That's just a, that's a choice that we're choosing to say I'm tired. Well, it's actually BS. So we're clear. You have another gear. You have as much as you have. You are choosing to say, I'm going to go ahead and be a lazy bum, right? I'm not saying you're not tired, but what if your kids were no longer there? What if this was the last day that you had with your wife? What if this is the last moment that you had with your kids? Would you still be tired? The answer is no. Unequivocally, you cannot tell me that you don't have energy to give. You're choosing to not. And I understand it. That I'm the same guy, right? Like, I want to be lazy sometimes too. But when those moments happen, when I look at my kids, now, okay, 16, and you're talking about your daughter's in college, right? That day scares the living daylights out of me because the, my kids are everything to me. And so when I say I'm tired, I look at them and I say, but what if this is the last moment I get with them? I'm not going to act that way again. Same thing with my wife. I I look at her and imagine, what if she's not there? Now, my perspective is not always going to be this great, but because of losing my dad, I just have that more. And it's really front of mind because time is precious. You can't get it back. And so that's my answer for you. And I know it's not easy, but if you just think differently and you say, what if this last moment I have with them, am I going to show up as a lazy bum or am I going to show up as the best version of me? And I think if you are sincere about it, you want to always show up as the best version for the people that you love. Great answer. And I appreciate the, the depth of that and, and the authenticity and genuineness, right? It's so, it's so important, right? It's so critical to actually care and, and to care at all times, not to just go in zombie mode, if you may, or go in, I, I'm, I'm, I'm done, so to speak, right? While, while, the sad part is those who are waiting for us at home, 
are are waiting for that's their time and it's amazing how many times and i and i say that i'm guilty of this myself of where i i'm i'm not bringing my a game to home which is it's a shame right it's a shame that i'd waste those moments because once again i'm spent i'm tired and, and i'm not renewing myself so I'm, I'm reflecting a bit on what you said of my own you know and, and i'm sure there's people who are listening can can understand this right because it's there's a reason why tv ratings are so high at night because people just veg in front of the tv right and they just check out because they're they're tired but it doesn't have to be that way and and i appreciate you know once again having different mindset different framework to to come through and also being aware of that time is so short and so precious if we understand that. And sometimes it takes these major events in our life to kind of get back to those critical pieces. So I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of bang, bang, bang a few different questions here as we we get near the end of it. So from your client perspective, how you're measuring success with them? That's a really direct. I love that. Did we hit their goal? All right. When I sit down, why would you hire me? You you would hire me to go live your best life, whatever that is, whether that's being an athlete or it's being an executive. Most of my clients recently, they're really successful financially and they're a freaking mess when it comes to relationships and, and their health. And so I'm not going to help you financially. You're doing great, but you've lost, you've lost perspective on what really matters. Why did you start doing this to begin with? So it's, it's quite literally, what is your goal? And more importantly, why? Once we answer that question, that's why Simon Sinek nailed it with start with why it's it's so true. And it's simple the way he said it. And it's it's just profound. Why are we going to hit this goal? And so that's and, and if we don't hit it, then I'm not your guy or if you're not going to commit to it, right? I have clients that are interested. I need committed clients. If you're committed to growing and getting better, I'm in. But if you're just interested, I'm not your guy. Love it. Okay, so now we'll head to the personal side. Because we've obviously been blended business personal, because that's that's really how you work. You're you're connected to all the different phases of your life that we talked about, mind, body, and soul. From yourself, how are you measuring success? So I have seven areas that I check in on my physical health, my mental health, my financial health, my relationship health. I'm trying to go through all of them, my spiritual health. And I set my goals just like anyone else on where, what am I trying to achieve and why? And on a daily basis, I, I look at that. Now, here's the kicker. When you put your goals in your bathroom mirror and you give permission to those loved ones to say, hey, this is what I set out. When I was at my very peak, this is what I wanted to do. I need your help in celebrating when I hit these goals. And I need that swift kick in the butt when I don't. Mm. And my eight-year-old, he was seven at the time, excuse me, my youngest boy, he's 13 now. I had on my bathroom mirror to write the book for the kids for like three years, Carl. And Trey came in, he said, hey, dad, how's the book going? And he crushed me and inspired me all in one sentence. How's the book going? Because I had to look at him and I had to, I'll never lie to my kids. And I said, I literally have part of chapter one done. I was ashamed, but it also inspired me to finish the book within six months afterwards. So that's how I check in brother is, is I give permission to my family to say, Hey, here's my goals. Here's why please celebrate the wins with me. But more importantly, please keep me accountable. Awesome. Okay. You've talked about a lot of different books today. I think 
along the whole process here. And, it, and I, I don't want to really necessarily limit you to one book that you're like, other than I'm not talking about your own book, right? You know, once again, if you have been listening to this podcast, I highly recommend, encourage you to pick up his books because you've got great wisdom that you've done. And not only do you have great wisdom, but you're practicing it on a consistent basis, which I think is very powerful and not common. You know, frankly, it's right. The execution side of things, it's, it's easy to talk. It's not easy to do. You know, that's, I think, the hardest part in life. But what are, what is a book or two that's not your own that really have inspired you and would you think would make a big impact for our audience? I'll give you two. One that I just recently read that, man, it kind of broke my brain with how, how simple, but yet how impactful. And it's Who Not How. I think it's Dan Sullivan and Benjamin Hardy. Gosh, yes. Yep. You got it. Yep. Cool. That, that one recently. And then I'll give you a book that I read every single year for perspective and it's man's search for meaning. It's a really, really powerful read. It's one of those life altering books. And I know that sounds cliche. Once you read it, you know what I'm talking about. So I read that every single year to keep perspective of how amazing my, I I'm blessed I'm grateful. So those are the two I would say. It's fantastic. Jim, how can people learn more about you, get connected with you and where are the best places to find you? Yeah. Thank you, brother. And hey, thank you for having me on the show. Shout out back to our brother, Tommy. I'm so glad he introduced us. I, I feel very grateful. The best place to find me, you know what? Let's go win podcast. If you wanted to know what the biggest thing I'm trying to accomplish right now, it's I love podcasting. I love this more than I, I never expected to. It's a microphone and a screen. And I just, I, I'm so grateful to have found this world. So check out the let's go win podcast someday. That's all I will do for a living. And you'll see the happiest dude in the world. Cause I literally, I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. No, I, I agree with you. This has been the most unexpected joy I've had is, is podcasting. And it's a very small segment of what I do on a regular basis. I mean, it's only, a couple hours a week that I spend towards this, but it's, it's, it's something I look forward to all the time of regular basis. And once again, to talk, learn from people like yourself, just the whole engagement, the conversation and the new connection and network of friends and, and people that I get to meet through it, which is just awesome. And through that process. So Jim, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and being a guest on the measure success podcast. Thank you, Carl. You're amazing. Appreciate you. And to everyone else who's listening, I hope you've appreciated this podcast. Appreciate Jim's wisdom has given to us today. And as we always like to say, thank you so much. We hope you the very best and measuring your success. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Measure Success Podcast. We'll see you again next time to learn from the best. Remember to subscribe now to get future episodes.